From their offices at the Twin Towers in downtown Atlanta, this is the DECAL Download Podcast, your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, featuring Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and Chief Communications Officer Reg Griffin. You can find DECAL on their website at decal.ga.gov or on social media like Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Now here's Reg. Thanks, Scott, and welcome back to Decal Download. This summer, kids through Georgia will continue to have access to free nutritious meals and snacks through Happy Helpings, Georgia's summer food service program. Commissioner, of course, this is our annual program, providing free nutritious meals to children 18 and under when school is out. Yes, and it is such an important program uh, because we know that many children do not have access to food when school is out since they usually get maybe a breakfast and lunch um, at school. And so we are always looking for additional Happy Helping sponsors. Uh, It's one of my favorite programs that we have here. So it's great to talk about it on our podcast today. I think that might be the motive here is Mm -hmm. finding more sponsors. Well, yeah. There's a lot of attention from the private foundation world. We're yeah. seeking additional dollars, and I will be talking about it today in a budget hearing because oh. the governor added $100,000 for more startup grants. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, yeah, if you've been thinking about it, this is a great time uh, to get on the Happy Helpings bandwagon. Joining us uh, today to talk more about Happy Helpings, our Director of Nutrition Services, Tamika Boone, Marketing and Outreach Manager, Cindy Kicklider, and a very special guest, Deborah Wilson, the Founder and Director of Georgia Nutritional Services, also a Happy Helpings sponsor. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. It's great to be here. Thank so you. much better in person, don't you think? That we're sitting here looking at each versus Zoom. Absolutely. Last time we talked, Absolutely. you know, so it's like we're just hanging out. Um, well, this is the time of year that Nutrition Services appeals to organizations throughout Georgia uh, that may be interested in participating in Happy Helpings during the summer. And before we transition to how an organization can participate, and we're going to get to that because we want, if you're listening today and you've ever thought about it, we want you to participate this year. But Cindy, tell our audience about the program and and how it operates. Okay. Well, it's federally funded, and it's administered by Georgia DECAL, and we work with nonprofit organizations, and we call them sponsors. And they sign an agreement with DECAL to provide meal services, and they provide the free nutritious meals to children 18 and under during the summer when school is out. And then our sponsors are reimbursed for each credible meal that and the snacks that are served but we can't do it without sponsors we need sponsors <laughs> to do that that's right well Tamika, yeah. last summer 69 sponsors participated in happy helpings i know you would like to see that number increase so more meals and snacks are accessible to children throughout the state what types of organizations are eligible to participate so one of the things that um, is so great about this program is that we work with a great variety, a, a diverse set of partners to uh, execute this program. So um, who's eligible to participate are local county or city governments. So think your housing authorities or your local parks and recreation, libraries, um, even city municipalities, they are participating in this program. Um, also eligible to participate are our public and private nonprofits. So we work with uh, some great food banks, boys and girls clubs, YMCAs, uh, churches. They get really involved in this program. Um, also, public or private schools can participate. Colleges and universities can participate in Happy Helpings and public or private camps. 
One thing that I do want to note, though, if they are public or private nonprofit organizations, they are required to have an active 501c3. They have to provide services in the community for 12 months, and they have to be able to provide us 12 months of financial records. Um, essentially, we just want to make sure that they are a good fit for the program and that we're setting them up for success so that they are financially and administratively prepared to operate the program and be successful. Mm-hmm. So 69 sponsors in 2023. Do we have a number for this year so far? We don't. We're in the recruitment process now. We'd, okay. like, we'd love to see that number increase, of course. But those 69 sponsors served 2.8 million meals, they right? They did. So they that's did. pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Yes, in 101 counties. So. We'd like to be in all 159. We would like to be in 159. Okay. So. That's our goal. Yeah. Um, Deborah, I want to bring you in as the founder and director for Georgia Nutritional Services. Your organization uh, has been a sponsor for how long? Oh, wow. We've been a sponsoring organization since 1996, but we have been participating in the Happy Helpings Program since, I think, 2012 or 2013, so quite a while. Yeah. What got you interested? I'm, I'm curious, and I want kind of to speak to those listeners that might be considering getting involved. But you know how we, we tend, it's human nature, to think of the roadblocks versus the opportunities, right? I mean, it's up front you start thinking right. about, well, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do that because of this or because of that. How did you guys get interested in it, and what's it been like for you? At the end of the day, it was it's all about the children and going into communities to uh, provide those meals during the summer when they don't have access uh, to those meals uh, because school is out. So it, it's just uh, hurts my heart. I ask myself every year, you know, am I going to participate this year or am I going to kind of lay low for a minute? And my response every time is that it's all about the children. It's not mm. about you. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, it's just played a very important role uh, in our organization uh, in going into communities, especially unserved communities, where children do not have this ready ready access to these meals. So it's just a, a rewarding. Uh, t- for me, it's a reward because uh, it's a value that we're uh, providing to the communities that we serve. And Tamika was talking about some of the different sponsors that we have and the, the various settings in which you find Happy Helpings. Can you kind of describe what you guys are doing? Well, I... For the past couple of years uh, with the Happy Helpings program, I've been trying to find at least one unserved area to go into. And most of those unserved areas are in uh, outside of the uh, metro Atlanta area. So you're kind of going a distance from your uh, satellite uh, office. But just to go and speak to the community, uh, the stores and the representatives in those communities to try to get involved uh, so that we can set up a happy help, helping site uh, is, is also rewarding. So we get to meet a lot of people. You get to have a lot of conversation and, and providing information about the Happy Helpings program. So it's it's just, uh, it's been exciting. <laughs> well, Deborah, you have been doing this for a few years. What advice could you give an organization who might be interested in becoming a sponsor this summer, and how can they prepare? Well, I say take the bull by the horn. <laughs> this Happy Helpings is a fast-paced program. You, you, you work in it as soon as it gets started and it's over with before you know it. Uh, but we're looking for sponsors who are motivated and interested in providing meals to the communities. And taking, 
taking that challenge and going outside of our comfort zone uh, to provide these meals. Uh, so get involved and go uh, contact right from the start to get the application process started. And if you can't start this year, definitely be ready to start next year. That is great advice. Yeah, if it's not this year, think about next year because uh, children are going to be hungry. We know that. And they're going to need free meals. So uh, we're hoping for uh, more and more sponsors uh, this year. Tamika, what kind of support is available to a new organization once they make the commitment to become a sponsor? Yeah, we provide a lot of support because, as Ms. Wilson um, mentioned, the program is very fast-paced. It's a federal program, so there are uh, requirements that you have to adhere to. And so we definitely don't want to throw out the sponsors out there and let them sink or swim. We provide a lot of support along the way. So we ensure that we do a two-day in-person training, very extensive, so that they are fully prepared to go um, day one to get started with the program. We, uh, we have an application services team, so we've been when they're working on their application, we are doing biweekly calls to these organizations to say, what questions do you have? What problems are you having with the application? Let us, let us help you get through this application process. And then even when they are approved, we have a technical assistance team, um, and they're just basically there to answer questions and provide some best practices and guidance to make sure that they, again, are fully aware of what the requirements are, how they can, um, you know, provide great meals in the community and still adhere to the federal requirements. So the technical assistance team has been, um, I think, a really great added value as well. So you're not just left hanging out there. That's We've right, got no. folks to hold your hand. That's right. That's right. And I would imagine as you do it year to year, you kind of know what to expect the next year and probably a little less personalized attention, but it's still here in case you need it. Absolutely. And Ms. Wilson, I think, is a great example of that. She also participates in our other child nutrition program, the Child and Adult Care Food Program. And so I think the more you get involved, um, the many as many years as you participate, the more comfortable you are. Mm-hmm. Because now you're not starting from scratch and trying to figure out how to prop up a brand new program. Um, you're sort of just picking up the program that you did last year and figuring out what tweaks and updates need to be made. So I think there's definitely some truth to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Cindy, as we said earlier, 69 sponsors provided more than 2.8 million meals in 101 uh, Georgia counties last summer, and that is a lot of meals, but we would like to increase that and increase access to meals throughout the state. Are there any areas that you will focus your efforts on this year? Yes. As I mentioned, our goal is to have a happy helping site in every single county of the state, and currently we have about 58 counties that did not have a happy helping meal site last summer. So there's a need in those counties as, as also, you know, in Metro Atlanta as well. Um, but the most concentrated area that we're looking at is South Georgia. So that would be like Macon and below. Okay. Good to know. So come on South, South Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> That's right. If you're listening, and we know we have a lot of listeners in South Georgia. So um, spread the word and, uh, and find out what you can be doing through uh, Happy Helpings. Um, Tanika, are the kids required to eat together in a congregate setting, or is there an option for pick-up-and-go meals uh, for the summer? So, you know, traditionally this program has been delivered in congregate setting, which basically means the kids have to come to a specific place and eat the meals together. But when uh, COVID-19, the pandemic hit, the program had to pivot. I know pivot is sort of an overused word these days, <laughs> but we had to pivot and um, and allow some flexibilities. And so now there's actually a permanent uh, flexibility that allows uh, for non-congregate feeding 
and rural locations in the state of Georgia. And so that's a permanent option through this program now. So if the site is located, again, in a rural area, they can do um, non-congregate or grab-and-go meals, or they parent or guardian can pick up the meals. They can deliver meals to their children's homes. Um, So now there's a lot more flexibility there and a little bit different than the program has historically worked. Mm -hmm. Kind of learn through the pandemic, I guess. That's Mm -hmm. one of those cases where... Maybe we said, no, we really can't do that. And we found out, eh, maybe we can. That's right. (laughs) Maybe we can make it work. That's right. That's That's right. right. So I think that is one of the benefits that came out of um, a really challenging and terrible time was that the program was forced to reevaluate how it's historically operated Mm -hmm. and see how it can still be successful operating in a different way. Boy, didn't the entire restaurant industry have to rethink the models back then? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the federal government provided flexibility. That's That's right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah agrees with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, we so, yes, <laughs> I completely agree with you. It's nice to see them listening uh, to the actual needs so we can get more meals served. Well, Cindy, there are many organizations that may want to make sure kids in their community have nutritious meals and snacks this summer, but they don't have the capacity or they're just unable to meet the eligibility requirements to serve as a sponsor. Are there other options for these types of organizations? Yes, there are several options here. They can operate a meal site and and a meal site is just where the kids get their meals. And we can help you connect with a sponsor that's already approved. And you can contact a sponsor, um, see if they can help you out, and then the sponsor would provide any the meals and any kind of required training. So the kids would get the meals, and someone else would be providing the uh, meals for you, and that sponsor would also get the reimbursement. Okay. We kind of touched on this a little earlier in talking with Deborah, but uh, as an experienced sponsor of happy helpings um how do you choose where to operate a meal site and and what are some creative ways that georgia nutritional services gets kids uh, to the meal sites well i kind of go where no man has gone before (laughs) (laughs) so so i'm just all over the place uh literally uh but just um finding an area that that has the capability to house uh children and provide uh, activities during the day while they're uh, participating in the program. And then we as a sponsoring organization, uh, vendor with a food service management company to uh, prepare and deliver those meals to each of our uh, approved sites. So keeping the children engaged is very key today uh, because they're everything is so digitized. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just keeping it, you know, if, you, if you're not keeping them engaged, they don't come. So we have to come up with creative ways to uh, and invent creative ways to get them to the sites just to get them up out of bed in the summertime and come <laughs> over there and get the free meals. Uh, so that's very challenging as well. Uh, but uh, many sites are uh, are participating. And, and so we just need to get the services out there. And I know we always stress these are healthy meals. Um, how do they like the, the food? I'm going to put you on the spot, uh, Deborah. How do they like the food? Well, I finally found a good vendor, <laughs> so they are loving those meals that are being prepared by our food service management company. So they've been great. We get a lot of good feedback. Uh, any fat, bad feedback, we kind of re- go back and uh, let the vendor know, and they re- reinvent the wheel again and get other meals out there. So I've been able to, and very fortunate to work with a, a food service management company that will provide the meals that I would eat. 
if I don't eat it, I don't want to serve it to the children. So <laughs> yeah, that uh, seems fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, we've been fortunate in that regards. I remember, I believe it was this organization uh, that you guys sent us. Uh, you did a special event with them mm -hmm, last year. Kickoff. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the photos were mm -hmm. really some of the mm -hmm. best photos we've received from a happy helping site because it looked like it, they were just having a great time yeah. in addition to the food. Yeah. I was going to say, Miss um, Wilson did one of the kickoffs, and one of the ways she brought all the kids to the site was they had all, all kinds of games mm. and um, photos and just all kinds of things to bring the kids in face painting and they got the meal as well so it was a lot of fun well you know and the great thing about kids uh is you don't have to go to a lot of trouble to make it an, an event <laughs> you know an activity that will attract them so i love that idea have you tried getting on a scooter at my age? Yeah. <laughs> you try to go to the finish line. Uh, that, <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to. Don't we want to do it again? It was, it was hard, kind of getting up off that ground, but <laughs> it was exciting. I was going to say, does the Happy Helpings program include liability insurance? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. Only for myself. Only for myself. That sounds like me. I have actually ridden a scooter at a childcare program. In fact, it was with Justin, uh, one of our producers here, our producer here on the podcast. We're doing some video work, and uh, I think we had to edit that out because it's not a good idea for the guy no. from the state to wasn't, be riding the scooter. Just no. wasn't pretty, huh? No, it wasn't it well, well, it was fun, but it wasn't pretty, yeah. <laughs> well, so, Cindy, if an organization is ready to serve as a sponsor this summer, what are their next steps, and is there a deadline they should keep in mind? Okay, well, the first thing they need to do is visit our Happy Helpings um, website, and that address is happyhelpingsga.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see sponsors. You just click on that, and about halfway down the page, it'll take you to an online form. You just f complete that form. That will information will go to me. Then I will start the process and get you the viability screen document if you are a private nonprofit. As far as deadlines, um, if you are a private nonprofit organization required to fill up the viability screening, there are, are two parts to that. The first part, you have 30 days to complete it. And then um, once that's been approved, you'll get the second part, and that has to be a return on or before April 1st. Then after that, you go, the second step would be training, and we have training scheduled for March and in April. And then the federal deadline to submit the actual application to participate is June 15th, and that has to be approved before uh, you can claim any meals and get reimbursement. And the actual dates for the program kind of vary because of school. Schools, yeah. When right. school is out in your county, that's when the school the program starts. And then when school goes back in, that's when it ends. Okay. And I think people know enough around the state that those dates vary. are all mm -hmm. over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. Some get out as early as May, mm -hmm. and uh, some don't go back until September, mm -hmm. believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, you, you guys have to pivot. <laughs> As Tamika <laughs> would say, got to be flexible in this uh, situation. By the way, the website looks great. Thank if, you. if you go to Happy Helpings uh, GA. GA, that's the key, happyhelpingsga.com, um, it's very intuitive and user friendly. And uh, of course, I haven't, I don't run a program yet. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to set one up in Buckhead. Come on, Ridge. That's what I'm going to do. Sponsors. <laughs> right. I got a little time on my hands. But um, oh, yeah. you set up the site. I'll deliver you meals. Okay. Oh, there you go. 
Yeah, we got a partnership in the making. <laughs> now I see how this works. I feel like I've been sold a timeshare all of a sudden. You walk right into it. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that. Um, so, Seti, what about families interested in getting free meals from Happy Helpings? We've been talking primarily about sponsors. sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say we're a family and they're hearing this and they're going, sounds like a great idea, have a little help this summer. What do they need to do? Well, around uh, about the time school is out, they'll start seeing promotions, uh, advertising as well, social media, where that they can find um, meals in their area. One of the best things to do is text summer meals to the number 914-342-7744. That number is not going to be up and running until school is out, but mm-hmm. that is the best way to find a site in your area. And I just sound like I'm complimenting you guys because I am. <laughs> but that texting service has proven to be very, very helpful. Yeah, it's very um, easy. Yeah, and it takes you right to. You right, really. I'm amazed anyway at how close a program was to my home, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully that's the case. Of course, what that means is we have to have more sponsors, right. and we have to be in all 159 counties uh, to have yes. one close to you. Not that you couldn't drive a few counties over. But still, uh, it would be very convenient. You're laughing, Deborah. <laughs> I do it every summer. Rent that van, drive two hours away, drive two hours back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> People do it. So, yeah, on the family side. Uh, so just uh, look for that information on social media starting closer to the end of school. Right, when school is out. Also, I'd say, you know, we need to have as many sites as possible because a lot of the kids will walk to these sites. They can't drive. Right. So um, the more sites we have, the more kids are going to be fed this summer. All right. Great information. Again, if you're interested in learning more about Happy Helpings, visit the website, happyhelpingsga.com. That's happyhelpingsga.com, and you'll have all the information Uh, right there. 69 sponsors in 2023. We are hoping for north of that in 2024 so that we can have more families served. And as Deborah put it so well, it's all about the children. And um, uh, yeah, when you think about, uh, yeah, there's a little work involved, but um, uh, when you think about the benefits to children and their families, uh, huge, huge payoff in dividends um, when you see those smiling faces of those precious children. Uh, great. Well, Tamika, Cindy, and Deborah, thanks for being with us today. Thank it was you. great being here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. What questions do you have for Commissioner Jacobs? Send them to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, my name is Christopher Johnson, and I work in the Division of Finance here in Atlanta, Georgia. My question for the Commissioner Jacobs is, as a young person, who were your role models? Well, hello, Christopher. Thank you for your question. I don't think I've gotten that question before, maybe some version of it. Role models when I was younger would probably be the obvious for most people would be my parents, for sure, um, because they were just really, really hard workers and dedicated to um, the work they did and to their family and to making sure that you know they were involved in um, our lives inside and outside of school and work uh, and athletics and things. But also my aunt, who I'm named after, um, she passed away several years ago, but she was kind of a, before her generation, a leader and um, an executive at a local credit union in Atlanta. And so it was kind of before women really 
were in that type of role. And so she was always a working woman in the executive leadership suite, as they say now. And so she was always kind of my role model. And we were just really close, I guess, because I'm named after her. I'm sure I was her favorite. And she was she was a big role model for sure. I love that. Um, yeah. And you've kind of you were a Margaret Thatcher. Fan? I do like Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I was. Now that I look back, she's probably yeah. more of a role model. But during the time she was prime minister, I, you know, I didn't. didn't <laughs> I give wasn't her paying much that thought. close attention to her policies. <laughs> right. Right. Condoleezza Rice. I mean, there are a lot of uh, yeah. folks that you could look up to. Um, but, you know, for me, it's still Ronald Reagan. Uh, uh, that's, yes, that's definitely. My all time, my all time favorite. So. As it should be. <laughs> Now it's your chance to win a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We're drawing one name from all the correct answers we received to this question. Who was our guest today representing Georgia Nutritional Services? Who was our guest today representing Georgia Nutritional Services? Answer that correctly. We'll put all the correct answers together. Draw out one name. You could win a prize from Callaway Resort and Gardens, Chick-fil-A, Lakeshore Learning Materials, McDonald's, and the school box. Again, who was our guest today representing Georgia Nutritional Services? We'd love to give you a very nice prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences in partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on X at com, C-O-M-M, Jacobs. Thank you.